what comprises this greater Philadelphia area? The Philadelphia city limits are mere road markers. This city is rich in many ways. You may have heard of a place called Philadelphia. You know, the metropolis in the southeastern corner of Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love, home of the 2017 Super Bowl champions, the Eagles, and don't you forget it. But did you know that Philly is also the home of some of the most successful urban farms in the country? Neither did we until we did some digging, pun intended. On this episode of The Furnace, we investigate the Philly urban farming scene with the help of three local experts. Do attend. Our first expert is Zach Popkin, who is a program manager at PHS, Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. The PHS office is in a brown brick building in the corporate center of the city. Two friendly security guards direct us to the elevator that takes us up to the second floor office. It's open concept, which Popkin says is both a blessing and a curse. Recycled antique windows speckle the walls. Archival maps detail the precise locations of all the trees in Washington Square. And there's hardly a sight line in the whole place where the color green is not prominently featured. It's exactly what you would think a 200-year-old organization dedicated to preserving the horticultural of an entire state would look like in 2019. Now, picture a nerd. You're listening to a podcast. Odds are you're one yourself. Now, picture this, someone who's nerdy about the environment and how infrastructures can be built so humans take better care of it. You're picturing Zach Popkin. He's reserved a conference space for us in PHS during one of the busiest times of the year for him. We're very grateful. Our, our new motto here at PHS is gardening for the greater good. Even though he geeks out about gardening, Zach doesn't think of himself as an expert. I would say like I'm intermediate. I'm a home gardener myself, so, you know, I definitely like to get my hands dirty. He tells me about PHS's four goals. Our mission at PHS, our mission statement is we um, connect people to horticulture and we use horticulture to build beautiful, healthy, sustainable communities. So it's, I always think of it as kind of these four things. It's horticulture and then using that for beauty, health, and sustainability. Um, PHS as an organization, uh, we strive to make uh, impact in this region in four major ways. And I hope I get this right. This is kind of a new lingo around here, but um, it's creating livable, livable, healthy environments, building social connections through horticulture, um, creating economic opportunity through horticulture, and increasing access to healthy food. So those are um, sort of the four main impact goals that we have as an organization through our nonprofit work. We're going to come back to Zach, but for now, I want to introduce you to Adam Hill, who also works for PHS. Still have the gardening geek picture in your head? It's not much different with Adam, except this time we get to interview him in the greenhouse at Bartram's Gardens. So I got involved in agriculture because I studied abroad in Mexico and I was working kind of with a peasant organization there and I got really into kind of their their farming practice, their indigenous farming techniques there and all the issues they were facing with, they were kind of pushed on with fertile, uh, chemical fertilizers and hybridized seeds and things like that and it, would, it really destroyed their agriculture. So I was like, how can I help kind of better this around the world? And I ended up just saying, I'm going to go back to Philly where I grew up and, and start farming there and doing it the right way. One thing we learned by talking to people like Zach and Adam is that the people who do the gardening are just as important as the urban farms themselves. Take Lisa, for example. She's the executive director and founder at Urbanstead, an urban farm in Philly whose mission is to develop pathways to success for tomorrow's leaders through urban farming. Lisa's path to urban farming is an interesting one. I'll let her explain. I moved to Philadelphia in 2008 
and a job opening um, was at a GED program in Philadelphia um, for students that had been pushed out of the Philadelphia school system. Thought I'd stay there for for uh, six months and then go find a cushy corporate job. I ended up staying there for four years. Long story short, I started teaching that. Had never taught before. Had never worked with teenagers before. Um, absolutely fell in love with it. Found my calling. So I stayed there for four years. When I left, I wanted to do similar work. Further back than all of that, I don't have a college degree. I went to college um, on and off for about three years. I never actually got the piece of paper. So I have an education. Um, I have a strong work background. Um, I have all these, these privileges and benefits, and I could not get a job doing what I wanted to do. So partially uh, because I couldn't get hired, I said, okay, well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to start our own thing. And um, the other reason was that I thought there was a strong need for this and to start having these discussions. And urban farming is a perfect medium for this. Now that you know who we're talking to, I want to give you a taste of why they do what they do. Here's Zach explaining why urban farming is so important, especially in Philly. Access to healthy food is a major, major issue for a lot of Philadelphians. There are a lot of what, you know, so-called food deserts in Philadelphia, which means you're not in uh, close proximity to a, a grocery store that's going to be selling fresh produce and, and fresh vegetables and fruits. So increasing access to healthy food, um, both a challenge in the sense that there are these food deserts throughout the city, but I think at PHS we also view that as an opportunity for us to make make progress with our work and, and be impactful um, with you know increasing access to healthy food being one of our four major impact goals as an organization. Um, I think, like I said, I think we view it as both a challenge and an opportunity. I asked him about some programs PHS has put on in order to bolster urban farming and Zach told me about Farm for the City. We had a program last year that we did at um, Thomas Paine Plaza called Farm for the City. I don't know if you've you heard of this at all, but um, basically what it was is we set up a number of containers and a number of planting beds in Thomas Paine Plaza right across from City Hall and did urban farming there throughout the entire growing season last year in 2018. So lots of fresh produce was grown. Uh, I forget the exact number of pounds of, of produce that was grown, but uh, all of the uh, produce that was grown was dedicated to, dedicate, um, uh, was uh, donated to Broad Street Ministries and were then distributed to food pantries around the city. So it wasn't just a, this demonstration project, it also grew a lot of healthy food for the city. And uh, it was a big education piece for us that we had gardeners and growers and farmers stationed at this exhibit throughout the year, throughout the growing season, to engage people as they were coming through the plaza to talk about urban farming and, and why it's important. Uh, and then in addition to that, you know, PHS manages the City Harvest Program, which is a network of community gardens. I forget the, the total number. It grows every year. PHS also runs City Harvest, a program Adam manages for the organization. My main job at PHS is to support urban farms and community gardens around the city. So we work with about 150 different community gardens and urban farms, and we support them with things like seedlings, organic pest control materials, compost and soil, raised beds. So part of this city harvest program is that we're, we're supporting these, these gardens around the city with, with seedlings. So we are growing all sorts of uh, sweet peppers, bell peppers, tomatoes, eggplant, hot peppers, zucchini, all, all the stuff of the summer stuff that's going on right now. So on May 4th, we're going to have about half of those 150 gardens come here and pick up all these seedlings. And so we're getting all that stuff prepped and ready to go so they can come swing by or throw ton of plants in their car <laughs> and they'll take it back and distribute it all over the city. For Lisa,
farming is about education and confidence, not just growing your own food. So a few years back, we had um, some young ladies that were interning with us leading education groups. So the interns were uh, responsible for helping to educate the groups that came in. When groups first started coming in here, we had a lot of college groups that wanted to do service. And I think there was a little bit of nervousness on the teens' part, because here were these older students that were in college. And, and what they realized is they were actually teaching the college students and they knew stuff that these college students didn't know. How, how inspiring must that feel to be like, I know things, I'm, I'm, I belong here, you know? And that that's one of a ton of those moments. Even though Philly is the city of brotherly love, it's not without its challenges. Urban farming is specifically threatened by gentrification, developers, and residents who don't yet know the benefits an urban green space can have on communities. But you know what? It's encouraging to hear how hopeful Zach, Adam, and Lisa are about the future. When people realize that you can do farming on a small scale, you can grow vegetables in containers, um, you can do this in your backyard or on your rooftop, or you know even in your front in front of your house with a with a window box. You know that it's, it doesn't take a whole lot. Um, so when people have that sort of light bulb moment when they realize, hey, I can do this too. It's not just something that's out there in the in the rural areas of, of Pennsylvania. Um, to me, that's very rewarding, and you know nothing beats when you can bite into a tomato that you grew. I think urban gardening and farming has a really um, hopeful future in Philadelphia. You know, we already have a really strong base here, um, and there's a lot of new things coming out, um, organizations and and kind of movements coming out that are I think going to make it even better. Um, the Neighbor Gardens Trust is an amazing organization that helps preserve land across the city. Um, there's the Urban Ag Strategic Plan, um, which is running out of the mayor's office. This is, we just got funding for and it's gonna be implemented, or at least done and then hopefully implemented. Um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of young people in the city who are really into the good food and, and gardening, so. Adam's right. There's a lot going on in Philly with urban farming, but no one puts it better than Lisa. If there's something you wanna learn, do it, and you might screw up. You're gonna make mistakes, but like, that's okay. Um, and that's what I love about this. I have not stopped learning since I started this organization. On, I think Philly in general, um, it's a difficult city. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I have days where I absolutely love this city with all my heart. Then I have days where I'm like, ah, I just don't want to be here. It's mean and everybody's trying to run me over. And. Um, but it's about resilience, you know, and the city has resilience. And that relates back to the plants too, right? Like, plants are resilient, nature's resilient, we need to be resilient too. Thanks for joining us today on The Furnace. If you'd like to learn more about gardening, check out PHS, the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. They've got tons of resources on their website that'll help you get your hands dirty. This has been a Yardsard production. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Furnace.